During my junior fall, my grandfather, Harvey Blair Farenholt, Big Blair for short, was diagnosed with leukemia. This came as a gigantic shock to our whole family as we had always known him as a 75-year-old with the health of a 25-year-old. Big Blair immediately went into treatment, which at first worked to fight the illness successfully. The only downside was that he could not do as many of the activities we'd enjoyed together, like duck hunting and romping around the woods of Wareneck, Virginia. This past summer, the original treatments began to fail to do their job. Big Blair moved to more experimental and more expensive treatments that required longer stays to MD Anderson Cancer Center in Houston, Texas. These new treatments not only required more time away from home, but more severe side effects. Cancer had always been a distant idea to me, but seeing what the long trips away from home and aggressive treatments did made the illness all too real. I think the most palpable story from his experience that will help me with the topic of today's talk is one that came from one of those long trips to Texas, away from the river where he lived. It was a particularly tough day in terms of treatment. I don't know if it was a blood transfusion or another blast of chemo. Both sound terrible. My mom and Big Blair sat in a room with a nurse who was administering treatment, and the nurse asked, how do you do it? I mean, what keeps you going? To which he replied, my grandchildren. My grandfather, who was the most manly of all men, then began to tear up. Big Blair died this September at the fine age of 80. His death left me and my entire family devastated. My cousins and I sat around a few nights before the funeral and told stories. He was such a huge presence in all of our lives. It meant the world to see him in the stands or at our sporting events or spend time with him in any situation. He would brighten the mood by just being in the room. Therefore, I kept wanting and expecting him to be there when I turned the corner and a part of me always wants to check my missed calls. There was something about t spending time with him or hearing his voice over the phone that reminded me of how to be and what to live for. His death left me helpless. I no longer had him around to be the model of the man I wished to be. I spent a long time feeling sorry for myself because of this. I moved through every day without a plan, letting life pass me by. I've spent months thinking about how I want to move forward how I can live a life like he did and live one that would make him proud. What has helped most is trying to put words to the lessons he taught me. One of the coolest parts about him was that he never had to say a word about how to act. I just watched and observed how he lived his life. These observations have led me to break down some of the main reasons he lived so well. These observations have led me to the topic of today's talk, living for the right reasons. Firstly, he was constantly involved in service whether it be in natural conservation efforts or organizing a barbecue for the local Boy Scouts. He made service a priority, and not only was it a priority, it was something he loved. Conservation and helping others were some of the main reasons he got up in the morning. Secondly, he worked hard. In fact, he worked until about a week before he died. My mom and uncle literally had to force him to stop going to work. He was raised with very little money and managed to create a great life for his children and his grandchildren, all through hard work. Thirdly, he spent his whole life outside, creating habitat for wildlife, taking his grandchildren hunting, or managing properties for his profession. He spent every day outside and taught us to wish to do the same. He 
He recognized the value of the outdoors to teach it, to remind us of the magic of life. Finally, and most importantly, he loved his friends and he loved his family so much. He didn't have to try all those treatments, spend all that time in hospital rooms, but he did. He did it so that he could spend more time with his family. At camp, I think we have an extraordinary opportunity to live for the right reasons. We can live for many of the same reasons my grandfather lived. I don't mean that we all have to have the same goals, personalities, or interests, but I do think in all my 19 years of wisdom that we can all adopt many of the same values and reasons to live. We have the opportunity to serve. We can serve an institution that has clear and open opportunities for leadership, leadership through established values. Devote time and thought to how you can serve Pasquani and the people around you, whether this be as a part of a team, hike, or dorm. Service to the institution of Pasquani and the people within it will make you fall in love with being a part of something greater than yourself, and that love will carry you into service for the rest of your life. We have the opportunity to work hard. Camp will throw you into some tough situations. Think of the sweatiest day of your expedition or the toughest day of your last long walk, or even a hard duty. Relish this opportunity to practice grit and find the satisfaction that com comes with a job well done. If you practice working hard at camp, you have a leg up on others for the rest, the rest of your life. I promise if you practice grit here, you'll have a better life entirely and you'll sleep harder at night for it. We have an opportunity to take advantage of a beautiful natural world around us. We get to spend every day outside whether it is on a sail on the lake or the first time we get above the clouds on the presidentials. We can be humble and submit to the world around us, helping us to know our place in it. Most importantly, we have the opportunity to practice love in our relationships. We can have genuine relationships here, not a relationship to a screen or an app. We can find our best friends here and have our most valuable mentors. All it takes is putting kindness and love first within all of our interactions and relationships. I think it's important to say that I've not mastered any of these skills or values. In fact, I'm talking about them because they are the values to and reasons to live that I want to practice in the future. But the most important thing remains that we all have the conscious choice to live intentionally by the goals and values we set. I think that we all have an extraordinary opportunity to practice living for the right reasons on this hill. Thank you.